Welcome to the broadcast. Every Arizona homeowner's best friend. Thanks for tuning in. It's Rosie on the house. Your weekend wake-up tradition. Country boys and girls getting down on the phone. Come on around back, Arizona. It is Saturday morning, 8 o'clock, the first Saturday of the month. That means we are talking farm fresh commodities. We've got Julie Murphy with the Arizona Farm Bureau joining us in studio, and she always brings in a special guest, one of our local farmers and ranchers that contribute to our $23 billion agricultural industry here in Arizona. And it's our opportunity to connect you, grown harvested and prepared right here locally for you in the state so when you're out doing your shopping and you're in the grocery stores you know what names to look for what products to look for uh to know that you're supporting local farm bureau industry thank you Romy. yes we love it and we are always so honored to be part of the show and yes to tell you about my guest so he's a fourth-generation Pierce, Arizona farmer. Can anybody out there guess who he is? And if there's anyone that knows about chilies and specialty crops in, gel- in general, we're going to talk about mel- melons during this hour. It is Ed Curry. So, Ed, welcome, and tell us your farm family story. Well, uh, it's great to be on, guys. I always enjoy your show, and uh, it's fun to share a little bit of what we're doing down here in Chile and, and in agriculture in general. Um, again, this year, we uh, probably the funnest thing that I have to share is that since I've talked to you guys this time in 2018 or 19, whatever it was, we, uh, we've developed, we've gained knowledge of some of the genetics we're working on. And I can't remember for sure if I brought this up, but we have some pepper that has uh, really high uh, zeaxanthins and lutein's and and what that means in general common languages is probably better for you than kale or spinach um, and and this particular pepper's gained a lot of traction obviously everybody's interested in health especially nerve ending health and everybody most everybody knows about lutein's and healing your eyes uh, the different twist we got on it is it looks like some of these levels are going to be high enough that, that we might even possibly be able to slow down or help in the Alzheimer's arena. Now, wow. That's a mighty, yeah, that's a mighty big claim. I, I'm not going to guarantee that yet, but uh, we definitely have some traction on those numbers and always excited to share those kind of things because most people, Julie, think that uh, – you know, oh, a chili's a chili's a chili, and it's about the burn, and it's about how hot it is, and how macho you can eat it, and all that <laughs> stuff. Yep. And, and, and that is fun, but the truth is, uh, the pharmaceutical, biopharmaceutical part of this deal is getting more traction all the time. I never thought we would be breeding at a molecular level to split molecules. It, in the values of zeaxanthins and capsanthins in Chile. And here we are today, breeding and splitting molecules genetically. And uh, making not, a, he- a healthier chili pepper. You know, I always go to the peppers because I do like the heat. Now I can go to these chili peppers for my health. Health and heat. I love it. Well, that's exactly right, Julie. Uh, it's it, 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 and by the way, we have this higher lutein, this healthier chili, in a uh, in in a mild, a medium, and a high. 
and we haven't released it yet. We're, we're not going public with it, but we have in the process of licensing a couple of companies to use it and market it as such. And, uh, yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. And what about taste? So you're you're breeding a lot of health into these chilies, peppers, but what about taste? Am I going to be as excited about munching down on these chilies and, salsa, and salsas and all sorts of stuff? Uh, so typically, when you come to our house, Julie, my my sweetheart wife uh, Jeanette will uh, fix you uh, enchiladas, and and we're jokingly now calling it stoplight enchiladas. Uh, New Mexico, the state question is red or green. If we have our way about it, it will be <laughs> a stoplight. It'll be red, yellow, and green. Oh, and, I love it. And and when you ask about the flavors, now. It, the lutines will knock your socks off with flavor. These chilies are yellow. We actually call them apricot. Uh, and, you know, we I can't remember if we talked about it, but but we'll dive into it. That in our once you ask the flavor question, you just opened up Pandora's box for me. We <laughs> we have actually had uh, oh gosh, Frank uh, uh, Frank Mars uh, from Eminem Candy Bar. He come here four or five years ago, interested in our chocolate chili. My wife actually served it to him on ice cream because cocoa is short around the world. Uh, Frank hooked us up to some of their food scientists and molecular people uh, in their organization, and that's a you know sixty plus billion dollar organization. It's amazing. Followed through a lot on that. My point is. There's a lot of interest in flavors, and we have a lot. We have a dark cherry flavor. We have the apricot. We have a grape flavor. Now, all of these are hints. They're not full-flavored, full-bodied cherry, but close. I will tell you our dark cherry flavor will absolutely make you salivitate after you eat it. And you, when, when I see pictures of it, I say, oh, man, I wish I had some of that again. And, and you know, I've actually worked with some folks at Cornell, uh, Michael Mazurik over there, Dr. Mazurik and Michael. He, uh, and they kind of helped us. The truth is a lot of study has not been done on flavors. And and that's one thing. Now, if I'm talking too much, you say so, Julia, jump in anytime. But what I'll throw to you on that, whole flavor part of the deal is because artificial flavors and i may get shot for saying this on the air artificial flavors are a huge interest industry it's bigger than the pharmaceutical industry so there was not a lot of encouragement for land-grant universities around at least in the united states to study natural flavors well we've all kind of turn the corner. Everybody realizes that a lot of these artificial things are carcinogens, even if they're a hint of a carcinogen. Everybody's starting to realize, hey, we need natural flavors. So we're slowly bringing in these flavor profiles that are natural, that that will come from a chili. Uh, in some places, in some instances, come from other plants as well. But that part, natural flavors. Uh, For the listening audience, look up Kimmon Industries. Kimmon is doing an amazing job on the molecular level splitting of these things and using certain plants at a molecular level for antioxidants, 
for flavor, all kinds of stuff. And Kim is just one of them. There's many, OLM, OFI. There's a whole bunch of companies, uh, Sentient Foods, Sentient Dehydrated Flavors. I'll throw them in here. There's several companies that are really diving in. We had the honor and the privilege of being <clears throat> at Sentient Dehydrated Flavors in Chicago not long ago in January. And they got like 250 PhDs working on natural flavors, guys, so, to get us away from artificial stuff. And really, and so, every yeah, time I connect with you, Ed Curry, I learn something new. And I didn't realize that chilies could be such a big part of these natural flavor profiles in food. So, I mean, this is your baby. I have another question for you, though. Over the years, because you're a fourth-generation farmer from Pierce, Arizona, in the Cochise County area, what else have you guys grown? (laughs) We grow a lot of weeds. We we have some really (laughs) tall two-year-old careless weeds. (laughs) Oh, I bet no. (laughs) We, you know, and I'm not talking about the kind of weed you smoke. (laughs) In Spanish, they call it hierba. You know, it's 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 our enemy. Uh, Rosie and Romy know what I'm talking about, coming from their country, but. Uh, no, we've, we've, you know, chili is a real baby, definitely. Uh, but we've grown <clears throat> lettuce. Oh, man, I love growing lettuce. You might remember the segment we did for Farm Bureau many years ago on lettuce. And it looks like we might have a window to get back into lettuce. Uh, I love growing lettuce. Lettuce at 4,200-foot elevation to 4,400-foot. We come in a total different window than the Yuma area. We do kind of butt heads with some of the Salinas and that that valley of California where they have the coastal cooler deal. Uh, but, yeah, lettuce is, <clears throat> is something we, in fact, uh, more acres of lettuce than anybody here in Cochise County. Um, but uh, then that's kind of gone away. We're struggling to get that little part of the industry back. Uh, we've grown a little bit of onions. We've done some onions many years ago, but onions definitely will grow here. Watermelon. Oh my goodness, we've grown watermelon off and on for most of my adult life over these last 51 years here on the farm. And uh, Watermelons are fun. Uh, uh, You know, in the segment when you first opened up, you were talking about a $23 billion industry. Well, it's $23 because some of us have put it in there. We never got it back out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. And these melons have, at times, uh, the last time I grew melons, holy cow, we lost enough money to ship a boat somewhere, uh, <laughs> mainly because the market fell real hard. They were organic, certified organic. A lot of our stuff is organic in today's world with what we do. And you get a lot of money in them and you get a lot of labor and there was no market. And a lot of the folks, uh, the consumer in the larger city areas do not understand the risk we take to make sure they got a good food supply. And I don't mean that. I don't mean that ugly. I don't mean it. It's just the fact. It's just true. So I want you to tell us a little bit about the Arizona Twinny Pepper. This is kind of a well-known developed chili that you put together. Arizona 20 was our first standard of the industry pepper. Then we evolved from it to 1904 to now we've evolved to machete, and now we have another one coming along. And uh, and so far we've been at the top of the food chain on the chili to be tested against worldwide. Yes, Arizona 20, actually it was quite flavorless compared to what we have now, and we've worked on that flavor a lot, and that represents 30-plus years of working on it. Ed Curry is our guest, 
joining us from Cochise County. A lot of, a lot of great history in Southern Arizona. Our topic today, if you're following along in the home maintenance calendar, is melons, and we'll talk about that, but uh, and along with uh, other things that Ed has specialized in. It's Rosie on the house. Continuing our conversation now with Ed Curry, joining us from Cochise County, Arizona. Our farmer highlighted this month as we're talking about Arizona melons. And we've got Julie Murphy, spokeswoman for the Arizona Farm Bureau in studio. But before we keep going on, I had actually pulled this article out of the Epoch Times. It was written by uh, Jacqueline Waters, who is a uh, has a biomedical degree out of Vanderbilt University and writes about medical issues, was talking about aluminum and our food supply, especially as it relates to what comes out of prepackaged foods, that it can lead to things like Alzheimer's. And Ed was talking about how he's creating a chili to combat Alzheimer's. <laughs> That's awesome. And we also have to celebrate uh, July is National Watermelon Month. And Watermelons and cantaloupes are our most popular melons in America, are also considered a fruit and vegetable, and I'm assuming part of that is because of the rind we can prepare it to eat. And then melons were introduced by Spanish settlers in the 14 and 1500s. So just some fun little statistics about melons. Another neat point that Ed from uh, Cochise County can vouch for is we do a very good job of growing watermelons and cantaloupe here in the state of Arizona, and certainly you've tried it. So, um, Ed, it sounds like your family has pretty much just grown about everything, because I know you've also done wheat, cotton, and alfalfa over the years. Anything else that you want to mention that you guys have grown that we really haven't talked about? Oh, in the vegetable arena one time or another, we've tried most everything, but the peppers, uh, the melons, the lettuce, are really our big ones. We have an interesting project right now uh, for Kimmon Industries. We're actually growing rosemary, and we're actually processing it at one of our plants for them as well. And the rosemary, again, these guys are extracting uh, antioxidants for natural food preservative. Wow. And, and so, yes, that's a new crop that I hadn't told you about, Julie, that's coming on. we got a little over 100 acres to begin with, and we feel certain that it will grow. And the idea there is is hopefully we use a little less water than some of our other crops, and and as well as it's a permanent crop. Uh, we'll cut that rosemary twice a year, uh, similar to alfalfa, not exactly, but similar, uh, and we will process it in our plant. It comes at a different time than our chili, so it kind of seems to fit our regime. Uh, we're doing, we've had some chili projects with this company, and that led us into this rosemary. Uh, and again, it's all about healthy eating and healthy stuff for protecting us as humans. You know, one of the things that strikes me about what you've done, because there's such a diverse diversity of the agriculture that you've grown, and a lot of them fall into that specialty crop space. If anybody's curious about what specialty crops are, the list, you can go to Arizona Farm Bureau. We have it on there. And then there's, you know, actually you can just Google specialty crops. But it's your domain knowledge with some of this genetic development that makes me feel a lot of people from the outside come to you, Ed, and say, hey, 
can you grow this and help us figure something out? Is that, am yeah, I that, on the right that, track on that? Yeah, that's, that's spot on. I just happened to think of another one that I didn't mention that we actually have in the field right now. If the folks will look up Top Fox, T-O-P-F-O-X, snacks, we are growing an organic pumpkin seed for Top Fox. Uh, Jeremy Zobris, you'll see it right on his package. Jeremy is an amazing young Christian man. Just straight up as can be awesome, awesome guy. And uh, uh, we're honored to be able to work with Top Fox. And uh, and again, that again came to us because of our seed. Hmm. Exactly right. Well, uh, so on that, staying on this vein, the specialty crops and some of the unique breeding you guys have done, the genetics, am I not correct in saying that the genetic origins of anywhere from 80 to 90% of the chilies grown commercially in the U.S. can be traced back to Ed Curry Farms in Arizona? That's pretty close, yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, uh, we, we certainly, I never like to be arrogant about it. We have certainly held a large piece of that market for many, many years. In fact, sometimes it's spooky to me because we have held this market a long, long time, and it always makes you wonder, when will the shoe drop? I don't know. Uh, we've been in a small niche. It's it's a very niche thing, um, and um, but yet it's brought us the rosemary. It's brought us the, the pumpkin deal. Uh, we got trials of 28 or 30. I don't remember how many different types of watermelons that we're looking at, and we're actually not doing breeding on those. We're testing for other companies for those. Uh, we do some testing for USDA uh, in their blocks and, and and various companies of which I kind of surrounded and mentioned earlier in the other segment. But uh, so in, in, if you come to the farm, you're going to see whew, uh, all sorts of things of growing, thousands of different things. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well. Um, we're going to learn more about that. We've got something fun to announce that you're kind of in charge of in the next segment, Ed. And Romy, any other take on things? You know, I've really enjoyed having Ed on the program. He's such a wealth of knowledge. And uh, the one thing I want that really stood out to me is I love learning. I love history. And the history of peppers, he says in one of these bullet points, goes back 6,000 years. You know, I, I want to learn more about what he knows very about the early on to the, the beginning of Earth, Romy. That's right. Yeah, very early on. We'll learn more about it after bottom of the hour news. We can do a lot, but we can't stop the clock. bottom of the hour news we were going to the history of chili peppers dating back six thousand years and over that course of time uh you know we've probably seen more changes to the chili pepper in the last i don't know six years because uh, of ed and then the previous six thousand years but uh walk us through a little bit about the known history of chili peppers mr curry so the history of chili goes way, way back, and Christopher Columbus moved the, moved the genetics around the globe, actually, and that chili goes way, way back. Every country in the world, except for the extreme North Pole countries, have their own pepper of some kind. Uh, Europe, Scotch bonnet, which we know as habanero types, it's a similar doom of the same family. 
interestingly enough, Pucker Butt Chili Company, uh, Ed Curry, who is spelled C-U-R-R-I-E, I've met him, and we had a lot of fun at the conference going around saying, would the real Ed Curry please stand up? Uh, <laughs> we are quite known for the milder peppers and the green chili industry, specifically New Mexico types, California types, uh, uh, that type of Mexico-type chili, whereas uh, the other Ed Curry is known for the super hot, uh, scorpion type chilies that uh, that 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 he's bred and done an excellent job marketing. I can't say enough positive about him. If you go on YouTube, you'll see us both, but you'll see that he has hundreds of YouTubes and and I have a few. And I didn't set out to do YouTubes. It's different shows I've done that. Anyway, the point is 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 there's many segments of pepper and there's many families of peppers and and there's many health benefits. Pepper. At, at one time, uh, black pepper was used for money, for currency, uh, several, several couple thousand years ago, you know, maybe not even quite that far back. Uh, so, spice industry itself is a huge industry, and everybody teases me. My name is Curry, and I'm in the spice. And uh, I, I don't know, maybe it was God-given. I don't know, but, but it is kind of interesting that the whole spice world but I got to tell you one little caveat story. I love to tell my uh, fans of Hatch Chilies from New Mexico that the reason they're so good is a lot of that seed comes from Arizona and Ed Curry, the C-U-R-R-Y Ed Curry. So anyway, tell us about the big event that's taking place in September in Tucson and that you have kind okay. of a lead role in. Well, I I was honored. In uh, December 15th of 2018, uh, I was elected chairman of the International Pepper Conference. And uh, it's, it's basically a group of scientists around the world that gather together biannually and present new studies, new findings, uh, disseminate any knowledge they got from molecular level to, to gene pools to, to new findings, uh, disease findings, those kind of things, flavor. Uh, this, this year we'll, we'll probably have quite a segment on, on, on just the health benefits that's coming and the whole biopharmaceutical. In fact, <clears throat> I invited uh, Dr. Patel from Texas A&M to give our keynote address, and Dr. Patel will He's a biopharmaceutical specialist out of Texas A&M, and he is amazing, uh, and I'm honored he will come and represent us. But he will give an overview of biopharmaceuticals from the pepper industry, and it is deep science. Uh, I've been very honored to be asked to do this, and, and I, can't, I, I can't do this by myself. Uh, uh, Dr. Jeff Silvertooth, Dr. Randy Norton, uh, Josh Sherman, uh, Stephanie Walker, I, I mean, Ben Villalone from Texas A&M. I have a whole host of doctors helping me put this on. And before I volunteered to take it, I, I picked up the phone and called Dr. Jeff Silvertooth, and you know him, too. Oh, I, I love said, him. Yeah. I'm so glad he's part of it. <laughs> oh, Jeff's major part of it. And I, I said, Jeff, I'll do this if you'll help me. And uh, and he said, yes. I hung up the phone, and I said, I'm in, guys. Let's go. And and so it, it's a great honor to bring the state of Arizona. Um, so and we'll do, we'll do one day. Uh, here at the farm on the 27th of September, 
We'll do it here at the farm. We'll have what we call a working field day. We're going to show agronomy. We'll show soils. We'll talk genetics. We'll talk pepper harvesters. Uh, just about anything pepper related, you're going to see it live at the farm. And then the next day on the 28th, we'll go back to the University of Marriott there in Tucson and where the folks are staying, and, and we will have abstract presentations from scientists around the world. We're also doing this via Zoom, and they can look up the website, International Pepper Conference, IPC, University of Arizona, and they will find the website. They can, uh, we would love to have attendance. I forget the cost now, 400 bucks or something. I don't remember the exact number we settled on, but <clears throat> it, uh, it, it's, if anybody's highly interested in pepper, man, we, we welcome I'm going to participate. I'm yeah. going to participate. Yeah. I'm not a pepper expert, but um, I hang out with Ed Curry from Cochise County. So the reason I think it would be valuable, you, people don't realize how amazingly diverse and robust Arizona agriculture is. Uh, we got to keep saying, lighting more candles and saying more prayers to make sure we get our water situation resolved. And, of course, we've got a hiccup in the ag industry right now. And across all industries with these supply chain hiccups and input costs, fertilizer, to know that you've got scientists from all over the globe gathering in Tucson, Arizona to take us to the next level in chili pepper health and flavor profiles. I think this is really impressive for our little desert state. I'm I'm going to sign up. I might not get the boss to pay for it, but I'll pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Julie, we'll be honored to have you, and we'll be honored to have any of the guests that are listening. Uh, and, 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 you know, I am never going to tell y'all I I know everything or I understand everything about Chile. Holy cow! I I just know a tiny bit, and but yet we have some really heavy heavy hitters coming. Uh, I think Bill Cox out of New Mexico is going to come, and he's a a, a world renowned agronomist and growing chili. And Bill's going to give us a talk. I'm pretty sure on at the abstract day in the afternoon. Jeff will. We'll align with him. Uh, Dr. Silvertooth has developed the heat unit uh, model and the fertility model for all kinds of peppers. Uh, our own Jeff Silvertooth right out of the University of Arizona. The University of Arizona has been a great support to us. And, yeah. uh, and, and so we're very, very thankful for them. So in one way, you didn't have to twist Dr. Silvertooth's arm very much just because of what he was already doing. And for our listeners... He's one of our, he's been with us for 30 plus years, comes from the Midwest, done a lot of, uh, you know, and knows a lot about soil, seed development, all sorts of stuff. So you didn't have to twist his arm too much, huh? You're exactly right, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff said, absolutely, Curry, we'll do it. And 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 Jeff and I are good friends, and it's just fun to have that kind of um, – uh, the dean, Shane Burgess, is, is on board. Uh, I mean, we have so much support from the university. It's, it, it's really, really fun. Uh, we would be honored to get Dr. Robinson to show up if he would. And, and it's just they have supported us, and we have tried to support them. Uh, I've spoken cool. at the university to classes for, gosh, the last 25 years, and we've had Jeff's classes and other doctors. Uh, Dr. Matt Jenks also brings classes out here and stuff, so, and, and we lecture them and try to teach them. 
What what we're going to have to find out next in the next segment is uh, where we can access some of this wonderful chili that you talk about that's already developed and on the market. And this International Pepper Conference, he talked about a day at the farm, a day in conference meetings, you know, with, and then went through the list of people that are going to be here. I think what you're missing from this event, uh, Ed, is, is where's the chili cook-off? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, I'll tell you what, the banquet night, we're going to actually serve some chili right out of the farm. And and the, the chef at the University of Marriott agreed we're going to actually be roasting fresh chili right there at the University of Marriott on the balcony. And we're excited to do that. Okay, perfect. So there will be a little bit of chili cooking. I'm glad to hear. And if you are subscriber to our newsletter you saw that ed curry was going to be joining us you got the link to his previous podcast when he was on with us and in that podcast you had the opportunity to listen for the nutritional value of a chili pepper how much vitamin c uh how many oranges uh well it's a it's a we don't want to answer that on the air. This is a text question okay. because we've got a pair of Diamondback tickets to give the listener who did their homework uh, way. Text in the answer. How many oranges does it take to equal the amount of vitamin C in a chili pepper? And I'll give you uh, three numbers to choose from at, at random. Two, four, or six. How many oranges How it takes to equal the same amount of vitamin C as in a chili pepper. We'll pick a random right winner. And again, that was in the podcast from the last time Ed was on. So if you're a subscriber to the newsletter, you had time to see that, do a little bit of research. And it is one pair of tickets for July 5th, this coming Tuesday, with as we host the Giants. And that reminds me, we haven't even mentioned it yet, this 4th of July weekend. Happy Independence Day to you all. If you're traveling around Arizona for the 4th of July or you're heading north to the mountains, you can take Rosie on the house with you. AM 930 Calf Country out of Flagstaff. You can pick up as you're heading north and it covers great parts of uh, northern Arizona. If you're going south to see relatives, you can pick us up on either one of our Tucson or Green Valley affiliates. KGVY has a really great uh, AM signal that you could pick up as far as uh, coming out of Ahwatukee, and then you can switch over to the FM as you get into the state or or into Tucson or, or 790 on KNST. So safe, <clears throat> safe travels. We're here. We have one more segment with Mr. Ed Curry right after this. All right, down to our final segment here at Rosie on the House and our Farm Fresh Hour. We do it the first Saturday of every month. During the break there, we were talking a little bit about price of 4th of July meals is going to be up $10 over last year. And the funny thing about that, when I read it, it said for a family of 10, you know, it would be $70. I thought, man, I'd sure like to go grocery shopping with that person. I can't, I can't get out of the grocery store under $200. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> are they counting all the fixings on top or is it that the meat portion? How is that broken down? That's still pretty impressive. And despite the inflation costs, we're still able to, thanks to our Arizona uh, agricultural farmers and ranchers and industry, that uh, we could still put food on our table every day. Yeah, it's really a blessing despite the fact that we are in an inflationary period and I families will do a better job finding some good deals to cut costs. That's one of the areas in our, you know, in our shopping where we can really control and manage it a little bit. We happen to live in one of the most competitive grocery markets in the United States and so that helps you and I in our pocketbook. 
but I want to make sure that Ed tells us where they can find some of this wonderful chilies. I've heard, I know there's a company called Santa Cruz. So tell us more about that, Ed. Santa Cruz has been, we've been associated with them for years and they do a great job. They have a well-known name for their chili paste and salsas and powders. If you go to Tumacacri, they got uh, south of Tucson on, on I-19 going to Nogales, uh, you'll find all kinds of fresh spices, uh, 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 just a myriad of fresh spices. And uh, uh, the truth is right now we're associated as a base ingredient with probably well over 140 different labels within any enchilada sauce you buy in the store. Really? There's very few that doesn't have our chili paste as a base product. But if I want to go get Santa Cruz, all I have to do is Santa Cruz chili. Google that, and then okay, Google Santa Cruz chili, and and you'll you'll get it, you know. And and then at the grocery store, as far as general products, La Victoria, Las Palmas. I mean, we can just go on and on and on and on with the ones that that have our chili as a base in it. Awesome. Well, when you were on with us uh, four years ago. I had started at that point, like, okay, well, I'll get the Santa Cruz green salsa. Uh, And, I mean, I haven't switched that brand. It's been brand loyalty for four (laughs) years. The the Santa Cruz green chili salsa for on your breakfast burrito or uh, with your eggs in the morning, it it completes the meal. It's funny you ask about that. We're working with a a Dr. Uh, uh, Randy Hoptman that's trying to develop a specific fresh market for the ones that have the high lutins and zeaxanthins. And uh, I, I I need to talk to Randy more about what he's doing, but he's definitely trying to build a market, an actual fresh market, where folks can buy right off and go to Fry's Market or Food City, whatever market you use, Safeway, and you would be able to buy the healthier chilies fresh. And Randy's a molecular scientist, just an amazing fella. And uh, and he says, you know, let's get this to the home level at a fresh basis and let folks do with it what they want to rather than have it pre-processed. So uh, there's all kinds of angles going on, but uh, the fact of the matter is the health part of this chili and the flavor part, which is what you touched on, Julie, is becoming just uh, more and more and more of a demand. That's awesome. And in the meantime, in September, you'll have your International Pepper Conference. And Ed, thanks for being on. And um, gosh, Romy, talk about fresh food and healthy eating. I'll bring it to you every month, first Saturday of the month. Perfect. We love it. And it's SantaCruzChili.com in Santa Cruz County, Arizona, right there on the our farthest, one of our farthest south bordering counties, uh, where you've got Sonoida and Patagonia, some beautiful, beautiful towns. So we've got fillyourplate.org. If you're looking for farm fresh commodities, you can sign up for annual membership for $60, supports the Arizona Farm Bureau industry, and also comes with a plethora of benefits. Yes, uh, all sorts of benefits that... Uh, Everything from buying Harkins tickets uh, for an economical price or uh, propane and all sorts of benefits. And most of our members that aren't in agriculture like that 60 bucks because they feel like they're supporting our farm and ranch community. So 
And if I right. can interrupt, guys, one thing I would like to throw in when you're talking about places to buy it. I have Dr. Terry Berkey, a very well-known uh, geneticist uh, in the pepper world. He actually came to work with us a uh, year before last. And Terry is developing a home garden seed division for us. So uh, the folks can order seed from us and grow our varieties and some of these things at a home level uh, shortly. We're not quite there 100%, but we're sure working on it. So I'll toss that out to not to Thank drum you. up business, but because folks like it. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you, Ed. Thank you, Romy. Julie Murphy, Arizona Farm Bureau. Thanks for spending your Saturday morning with us along with Ed Curry. Uh, and what is it like, the Curry's Chili Farm? What, what, what's y'all's co-op? Well, our our, our, our uh, Curry Farms LLC Curry is farms, the farm. Okay. Uh, yeah, Arizona Chili Products is the processing. Uh, Curry Seed and Chili is the seed company, and Stronghold Bean is is our bean processing company. Wow. Perfect. All right. I didn't even mention beans on that, Julie. <laughs> we grow all kinds of beans, and I didn't even think about it. Uh, we do everything. Uh, you guys do everything. Thank you, Romy.